Welcome to episode two of the Optimist Futures podcast. In this episode, Optimist Futures president and CEO Matt Zimberg will discuss 10 things he wish he knew before he started trading. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimist Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence. Have you been looking for practical advice to take your trading career to the next level? Can't decide on which platform to trade on? Fearful of the current state of the market? Look no further. Welcome to the Optimist Futures Podcast, a place to learn from an industry insider with over 20 years of experience in commodity futures and options. Gain insight to the newest technology, platforms, risk management concepts, trading philosophy, and advice about the current state of the market. For futures trading platforms, deep discount trading commissions, overnight margins, and instructional videos, feel free to visit our website at optimistfutures.com. Now, here's your host, independent broker veteran and CEO of Optimist Futures, Matt Zimberg. Hey guys, this is Matt from Optimus Futures, and in this podcast, I want to talk about 10 things that I wish I knew when I started trading. So I wish somebody actually came to me and told me those 10 things. I could probably list more things, but I think the things that I have here are equally important for your development um, as a trader and um, something to be conscious of so in any case i'm going to start and um one thing before i start actually that one thing that i want to share with you i wish somebody was not politically correct with me when it came to trading because at the end of the day this is money and when it comes to money i don't want to tell you things that you want to hear maybe i want to tell you things you don't want to hear maybe they'll be a little bit provocative Uh, maybe they'll upset you but at the same time, it will give you a realistic expectations of trading. So the one, the first thing that I'm going to start with, and again, I don't think, I think all of them are equally important. But the first thing that came to mind was that size matters, uh, which means the size of your trades will dictate, partially dictate the success that you have. But I would say it's a big part of it. And let me explain why. The futures market is very, very leveraged and there's no need to over leverage it with too many contracts. Obviously, the first thing you're thinking about when you say I'm going to trade more contracts, you think about the potential of gain. But I think the most important thing is to think about risk. I'm going to make a lot of podcasts here talking about risk, but when it comes to size, you really have to determine the right size of trading because I'm going to tell you because of one reason. And the reason is, is that even if you have the best methodology in the world, which of course nobody has, but let's assume that you have the best methodology in the world, you will not be able to implement it if you trade with with a very large size that your account cannot handle. So basically, part of developing a good methodology is obviously having the right number of contracts associated with it. There's also psychological aspects to it. There is a certain size that you're comfortable with 
and there's a certain size of contracts that makes you nervous and you never want to trade nervous you always want to trade with the right size where you stay calm and you don't look necessarily at the PL, but rather at the market fluctuations and make your decision not based on gains or loss but rather on what the market does okay the second thing uh, that i wish somebody came and told me is about two things uh, which also is the second thing but it composes it consists of two things one is lackluster periods and negative returns people who are new to the market think that they can come um, to the market and consistently have positive returns every month or every week it's a myth it's very very difficult to achieve you might have positive as a day trader you might have positive months every month but i assure you that you can't have every day um, and even sometimes it's hard you know over months um, if you look at people who are money managers like ctas fund managers and you look at track records of 10 years, 20 years, some of them that actually lasted that long, you would see that actually there's a pattern that starts to occur. You would see that every month is different. There could be three, four months that they don't even make money. Um, there could be consecutive months that they do make money. So the important thing in all this is to come very realistic to the market and say, okay, what am I going to get in terms of return and in terms of risk? And so one thing is you might get into a period which is not necessarily negative. It might be just boring lackluster period. You just trade back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and there's nothing that happens. And it's not necessarily because your method is bad, because the market maybe did not present opportunities appropriate for your method during that time. And it happens to every trader. There are negative uh, returns. There are drawdowns. And it's just part of trading. There's nothing that you can do. That brings me to the next point, which is realistic returns. When you trade and you forecast your returns, for example, which I don't always suggest to do that, but let's assume that you take X amount of dollars and you're saying, I'm going to earn a day this amount of dollars or a week or a month. Calculate your yearly result with that return and ask yourself, is this realistic, right? So, you would see that a lot of people would say, when I say a lot of people, I should say, you know, sometimes I read forums and I read blogs and I see people promote their methods and they're saying, I think I can do it. It's achievable. Despite the fact that, you know, it's astronomical numbers and they're not realistic. In any case, you have to think about realistic results when it comes to trading. The more realistic you are, the better um, you will trade and you will not stop and restart, stop and restart trying with new methods. That brings me to my next point that you have, at some point you have to stick to your method. I've seen people changing methods every day, every week. They go through two, three weeks, it's unsuccessful. They try another method and then another method. Guys, it's not gonna work that way. It's just not. You have to choose a method and stick to it. Now, whether you have to know when the method is just unsuccessful and you have to know whether you're just experiencing a bad period. But at some point, you don't want to change methods. You don't want to go from market profile to Fibonacci, Fibonacci to Elliott Wave, then decide that you're a long-term trader, then decide that you're a day trader, then change platforms. You don't want to do that. That rarely leads to anything productive. Look, 
Good trading is boring trading. It's not exciting. That's the reality and that's the truth. So what you have to do is stick to the same method at some point if you believe in that method. Okay, so now we have, we're going to come to the next point, which is who are you going to learn from? I suggest to learn from pros people who actually trade, you will have a different perspective from them about risk and about reward and how they make their decisions. Now, I'm going to tell you this, to learn about risk and reward, you don't necessarily have to learn from people who trade. You can have other people who talk about risk and reward and you can apply it in your own trading. For example, one of the things that I've learned about risk is how venture capitalists work. What they actually do when they have 10 companies that they want to invest in, they actually eliminate, you know, what they're not going to do. So they're not trying to decide what is the best company to invest in. They're trying to decide what not to do. And and that really gave me a lot of food for thought about choosing a method or, or trading a method. First, you have to decide what you don't want to do. It's a process of elimination until you get to the point of, what you want to do. So learning from pros and learning from people who actually trade, who actually have skin in the game is very important. Now, I know there's a ton since the launch of YouTube and Twitter and the internet, there's a lot of educators out there. A lot of them, unfortunately, don't trade. A lot of them don't have practical experience. And the unfortunate part is that they teach you things that you cannot implement. They teach you things that you want to hear and others want to hear, but there's nothing that you can do with it. Brings me to the next point. Trading should not consume you, meaning that when you um, think about trading, you shouldn't think about, you shouldn't get too excited. You should think about how to implement a business plan as far as trading. Uh, trading is, is in itself, it's a business of decision making. So, you know, I know some people get really overly excited about trading, not understanding that at the end of the day, it's again, all about decision making. It's not about getting excited. It's about potentially, and I should say carefully here, potentially uh, making a gain, but at the expense of a lot of learning and studying the markets and sitting in front of the markets and taking decisions only when the time is appropriate. So again, you know, you don't want to go from um, a time where you're overenthusiastic about the market to the point where you understand how difficult it is. You want to approach it in a very cool manner. Okay. Going back to learning a little bit, I would say that I wish people told me to learn more from books. You know, when I read books, as opposed to reading articles, and I'm not saying there's no good articles out there. There's very good information. And obviously, I hope this podcast will help you as well. But I really find that people who have really good experience in the markets, they write very lengthy books and they can really help you. And again, the key is to um, read books that are practical from people who actually um, done a good job. For example, you know, one of the books that I read lately was by Ray Dalio. It's called Principles. Um, he runs Bridgewater, the hedge fund. And I think that, you know, I see how he make. I, I actually, he explains how he makes his decisions. Now, I'm not saying that every sentence that he says I could adopt to trading, but a lot of the ideas that he has there definitely would help traders understand how successful people think about trading and what they do. Let's talk for a minute about methods. Methods are basically a way for you to decide when to trade. Now, for some reason, there is this belief that systems have or methods, I should say, have to be difficult. 
but the reality is is that they are they have to be simple they have to be defined so if somebody came to you and asked you how do you trade or what makes you pull the trigger you have to summarize it in one sentence if you can't summarize it in one sentence you probably have something very confusing over there and so i would suggest to narrow down your method to one sentence this says something along the lines of this when x happens then i place a buy right when y happens then i place a sell when z happens i get out of the market either at a profit or at a loss this should be it that's it now over the years i've seen people that have lots of screens i've seen people with you know multiple screens and multiple platforms and multiple methods and a skype chat open and some trading room open i don't know if it helps you simplify the process i just don't know um, i don't think it does i think it makes it more complex and i think it makes a very beautiful visual setup but I don't think it's going to make you a better trader. The last thing that I want to tell you about that I wish somebody told me at the time was to choose the right broker. Look, guys, I'm not a objective here, but I run Optimus Futures the way I would want to be treated as a customer, which means this. First of all, provide the right technology for execution, making sure that I don't just go with the most popular thing out there. I'll give, I, I don't want to, obviously name specific brokers, but you know, there's brokers out there who have enormous amount of money for advertising and you're exposed to them all the time. It doesn't mean that they have the best technology out there. It doesn't mean that they provide you with any advantage over others. So the key is when you choose a broker to make sure, and there are good brokers out there. We'd like to believe that Optimus Futures is one of them. But one of the things that's key for us is really providing technology and execution depending on the customer's method location of where they execute from and the way they make their decisions this is one of the things that i always talk to people about what's your method how do you make your decisions what do you need to make your decision that's it and based on that i recommend things you know to make it uh, to make the decision making um, as far as trading simple that's it for now guys this is podcast number two those are the top 10 things that i wish somebody told me when i started in the business couldn't be more honest with you. Um, if you again, if you have any questions, send it to me, general at optimusfutures.com. I look forward uh, to hearing from you and communicating with you. And uh, if there's any way I could help you trading, uh, please let me know. We'd love to earn your business. Thank you. And until next time. Thank you for listening to the Optimus Futures podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, all under the username Optimus Futures. If you have any questions, feel free to send us an email to support at OptimusFutures.com or give us a call directly at 561-367-8686 or toll free at 1-800-771-6748. Once again, thank you for listening to the Optimus Futures podcast. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimus Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence.